Hello, everyone, and welcome to the latest episode of the Nothing But Locks podcast. I'm your host, Ali Melniki, accompanied by my co-worker, Jacob Schrader. How are you doing this afternoon, Jacob? I'm doing good. Uh, it's a Thursday, so there's football on TV, and that means it's a good day. We finally have a good Thursday night football game. It's It's been a while. Yeah, we actually have a good match of Bucks and Ravens. I'm definitely looking forward to that one. We have a lot of fantasy players impacted by this game. It's definitely a lot of Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, Tom Brady owners, Levin Fournette. On the Ravens side, you have Lamar Jackson owners, Mark Andrew owners, which we don't know whether or not he's playing yet. I believe he's still questionable. He didn't practice all week, so that's something to keep an eye on. But let's not waste any time, and let's get straight to the stardom sit and Let's start with quarterbacks and we'll switch it up a little bit, Jacob. Usually I start, but I'm going to let you start this time. So when it comes to quarterbacks, who do you like this week to start? Let's go. Very, very exciting. So I've said in the past that you can never trust Jameis Winston in fantasy. I'm going against my own statement. You know, you can call me Stephen A, but I think Jameis puts up a really good stat line against the Raiders. The Raiders are really, really bad on defense. Um, I know they have a great offense, but that's just fuel for Jameis's fire. And I think there's a little bit of advantage here for Jameis, given he's been out. Right? He's confirmed to. Oh, is he? Is he not? Is he not confirmed to start? No. So they announced that Andy Dalton is the starter. Well, dang. <laughs> you know, all good. All I good. was really looking forward to it. When, when I checked this on Tuesday, they had Jameis as the starter. Do I think Andy Dalton has a a similar performance? You know, he he did pretty good last game. I think a lot of that was garbage time against Arizona. In the two games prior to that, he he really didn't put up much. I don't really think I'm starting Andy Dalton. I still have Chris Olave as a start uh, later in this episode. I think he is still definitely a start. He was actually huge in the game last week, even in uh, not garbage time. He was kind of a go-to guy for Andy Dalton. So I think uh, Olave is a great wide receiver start. But, you know, I really wanted Jameis to start. I think that that would have been a big week for him, actually, you know, coming off an injury. He tends to actually do okay in situations like that, right, when he's amped up and when he has kind of a motivational edge. He does well, right? Remember the first game of the mm-hmm. season, his first year starting in New Orleans, he popped off. Um, but it looks like we're going to have to revisit that pick. Uh, hopefully, Derek Carr is starting. Yep, uh, because <laughs> He's playing New Orleans. Right. Uh, you know, the uh, the Raiders, they, they they showed up last weekend for sure. I think they do it again. Right. New Orleans is a, actually a pretty good defense, but I don't think that hinders the Raiders. Right? I think the Raiders are, are catching their stride. I think if we get lucky, Mark J- or Josh Jacobs will run for a lot of yards and be efficient. But he won't steal touchdowns from uh, Carr. You know, if that happens, Carr can throw for four touchdowns in this game easy. Right. Um, I, you know, I actually expect a really big week from Carr, who has kind of been, you know, I don't want to say under expectations, but he, he hasn't been exactly what you hope for, 14th out of all quarterbacks, which is okay. New Orleans is ranked 22nd in defense against quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Derek Carr is definitely a good pick. I do like him going up against New Orleans this week. We saw – how well Kyler Murray did against New Orleans defense when they were missing Marshawn Lattimore last week. I know that the Saints are still banged up pretty good on defense. So, yeah, definitely like Derek Carr as well. Yeah, I'm surprised. Kyler Murray, in my league at least, is the sixth-ranked quarterback. And and I would expect like 15th. I think he, I thought he had been horrible. 
but uh, he, he's gotten some rushing yards in sneaky right, situations. Yeah. You always, you know, those rushing yards. He had a hundred yard rushing game against Seattle. Um, anyways, moving on. Lastly is Kirk Cousins against a not very good Arizona defense. I mean, what happened to Arizona? They were like, they were so good through seven weeks of the season last year, right? An impeccable defense and an impeccable offense, and they have neither right now. Right. I think, you know, uh, Hopkins is huge, huge for for Kyler. But, you know, the defense is not very good. And and Kirk Cousins has kind of, you know, I know the Vikings are 5-1, and one, but Kirk Cousins hasn't really put together a crazy season, right? He has more interceptions than he normally does. He has five already. Right. Looks like he's... Um, nine to five, you know, Kirk Cousins works harder than that. He's not working at nine to five. He's generally at this point, you'd see him like 11 and three. I know that's an odd metaphor, but I think he'll go off against Arizona. You know, he's at home. He's got a bad defense. He's got an offense that's going to challenge him. I think this could be, this could be a statement game for, for Minnesota. Yeah, we both agree on Kirk Cousins. He's one of my starts as well. As well. And in my fantasy league, I am starting him this week. Justin Herbert is on a bye. Kirk Cousins is my backup. There's really not too many good alternatives I wanted to pick up. I think Kirk Cousins will do well against Arizona. Their secondary isn't that good. We just saw Andy Dalton, even though he threw three interceptions, which were Andy Andy Dalton's fault. I don't give too much credit to the Cardinals defense, but he still came back. I believe he had four touchdowns against them. I think this is going to be a high scoring game between the Cardinals and the Vikings. Look for multiple touchdowns from each quarterbacks. So Kirk Cousins, I think, is going to hook up with Justin Jefferson plenty. Arizona, like I said, they don't have the best secondary. So I think Justin Jefferson is going to get in the end zone multiple times. So he's definitely a start. My other start is my boy, Daniel Jones. I'm not saying this just being a biased Giants fan, but Daniel Jones actually ranks ninth overall among fantasy quarterbacks this season. It's hard to believe, I know, but the guy can run. He just ran for over 100 yards in the game wow. the other day. Yeah, again the other day against Jacksonville. He's going against Seattle, who Seattle has one of the worst running defenses in the in the NFL. Expect him and Saquon Barkley to chew up a lot of yards in that one. And Daniel Jones, I know people still think he, he's a turnover machine. He really isn't. He has all of two interceptions this is entire season. He hasn't thrown an interception until um, since week three against the Cowboys, and that was the last play of the game when Sterling Shepard fell down while he was in got injured, and that's why Daniel Jones has threw that interception there. So definitely, Daniel Jones, he's got yeah. it going off this year. He is. He is. And, you know, the Giants are six and one. You can't just sleep on them. And they're going against Seattle, who I think have are a little bit overrated. Seattle is four and three, but they have had some lucky wins. Well, and- the, the Giants have been underdogs the last two weeks. It's like the yep. easiest bets of my life. <laughs> I know. I know. I told people just just keep betting my team. But Daniel Jones is a definite start for me if you can get him. And I was actually looking for him in my league, but someone already had claimed him. So I am starting Kirk Cousins. And then my other start, believe it or not, is Jared Goff. I know Goff hasn't had a good few weeks. My brother's a Lions fan. He's just about done with Jared Goff. But he has a favorable matchup going up against Miami this week. Miami, they do not have a good defense. I thought for a while their defense was underrated, just injured. But no, they don't have a good defense. Miami allows the fifth most points to opposing quarterbacks in fantasy. I think Jared Goff will bounce back. I know there's some injuries still. I know on Monroe St. Brown got hurt at the end of the game last week or, or middle of the game last week. 
that's probably a big reason why the cow why they didn't do as well against the Cowboys as they did. But whether or not he's healthy, Jared Goff, I think, is going to go off against Miami. Like I said, Miami does not have a good defense. They allow they give up a ton of points to their opposing team. I believe the Jets put up 41 points against them only a few weeks ago. So definitely start Jared Goff. Who are your yeah. who are your sits, Jacob? So I'll get into my sits, but I also think DeAndre Swift coming back is actually huge yeah, for golf. I agree. Right. Yeah. You know, not only on the run, because DeAndre Swift's a good runner. You know, he's going to open up space for golf, but there's going to be a screenplay every single game where DeAndre Swift gets 20 yards. Yeah. But you kind of just can't cover that dude in open space. Um, and the Lions have a vertical enough of an offense with Hawkinson and Amonra that they they actually have such a sick offense. Um, it's cool. I'm happy for Jared Goff. Uh, my sits, though. Um, I got the, the LA, uh, Rams game, both quarterbacks should be sad. I agree with those, you know, Matthew Stafford. I love the guy to death. He cannot do anything against the 49ers defense, right? This is actually, I don't have him in my list of starts because he's kind of automatic at this point, but the, the Rams tight end, I'm, I'm blanking on the name, Tyler Higby. Yep. He, he always has big games against the 49ers. He will catch eight passes. He will have 30 yards. He will maybe score a touchdown. He, he'll, if they score a touchdown, it's going to go to him or, or you know, Cup, obviously. But Higby has a big game. I don't think the quarterbacks will. Right? Jimmy G actually put up a lot of points last time they played, but that was all due to a, a, a just a, a weird 80-yard screen pass to Debo. Actually, it was like a 10-yard hitch in the middle of the field. He just got open, and he ran to the house. I don't think Jimmy G goes crazy this game. The Rams do have a good defense, right? I know they're saying they're, they're star-studded. But regardless, right, they they get after him. Um, McCaffrey, I don't know how big of a deal McCaffrey is. I, I would actually love to hear your thoughts on that. You know, do you think McCaffrey is putting the San Francisco in, in the Super Bowl this year? I don't know about the Super Bowl, but he definitely makes them much better than they are now. I'm curious to see how he compliments Debo Samuel because Samuel, you know, we see a lot of jet sweeps and, every, and a lot of different tricky plays with him. Now you have McCaffrey, who's just as versatile as a player, if not more than Debo. I think that this basically takes a lot of pressure off of Jimmy G. It alleviates the fact that he has to throw downfield a lot. I think you're going to see a lot of short plays, which has been the 49ers game when they're most successful. They rely heavily on the run game. Now they have McCaffrey, who, when healthy, is a top five running back in this league. A lot of people might consider him the best because how versatile he is when he's healthy. So I think that this definitely propels them to the top of the NFC. I think they're still maybe a tick below the Eagles just because they haven't been winning the last few games. But I think McCaffrey makes a huge difference. I think he fits right into Mike Shanahan's offense. And I agree with you, though. You do sit Jimmy Garoppolo this week because he isn't going to be throwing a lot. We saw when the when in when was it the NFC Championship game against the Packers a few years ago. Jimmy G only had seven completions in that win. And the Niners put up 30 something points. They just yeah, yeah, a that, run game the entire time. They're going to go back to that because that's the style of play that works for the Niners. So McCaffrey yeah. owners are probably thrilled he's out of Carolina. He's going to get a lot more chances. He's had a week now to study the playbook. I knew he wasn't going to be that impactful last week because he really just got traded the team 48 hours before he was making his debut. So now with a full week of practice, I think he's probably the top star of the week. Yeah. I think the Niners are our NFC favorites for me. 
just imagine seeing a backfield with Debo Samuel and Kirsten McCaffrey in it. I mean, yeah. that is terrifying. Um, I do remember that that NFC Championship game you're talking about. And that year, the the 49ers, and they still are, they were so balanced. They were so good on defense. They were good on offense. They were good on special teams. And the Packers had a horrible offense. And I told my friends, I'm not even going to watch this game because I know it's going to be a blowout. I got back from the gym. It was like 38 nothing, And I just was like, oh, my God, I, I did not actually expect it to be that bad. But anyways, my last sit is going to be A-Rod, Aaron Rodgers himself. Weird. I mean, it, it's really weird seeing Aaron Rodgers mm-hmm. – you know, the, the headline of his ESPN player profile is, is Aaron Rodgers droppable? I mean, this is probably the the second best quarterback, third best quarterback of our generation. You know, maybe Drew Brees, you, you could say is better. But, I mean, it's crazy. And he's playing Buffalo this week. He's playing at Buffalo. He does not have receivers who he trusts. He's talking shit about people in the media. It's not a good recipe. I will say that. I do expect the Packers to get hot at some point in the season. That's what they do. They, they start slow. It's like almost every year people are downing the Packers and Aaron Rodgers says, hey, do you remember who I am? Yeah, I'm, I'm the best regular season quarterback that exists. Um, I don't think it's this week, you know, especially not against the Bills. Yeah, I agree. We and Robert were talking about this when we were making our picks yesterday. This is the first time in Aaron Rodgers' career where he's a double-digit underdog. That's absurd considering how long he's been in the league. But I'm not biting on the points. I think the Bills, they're playing in Buffalo. I think they blow out the Packers. The Bills have the best defense in the league. We've seen the Packers struggle against one of the worst defenses in the league when they played Washington, when they played the Jets, the Giants. Even though we're a decent defense, they still struggled against them. I don't see how they're going to score that many points against the Bills. The Bills have had a week of rest. They had a bye week. I agree with you. I think Aaron Rodgers is a must-sit. And then we'll move on to my sit My number one sit this week is Trevor Lawrence. He had a decent game against the Giants last week. This week, the Jaguars have a bit of an unfavorable matchup against Denver. Denver, as bad as they have been on offense, they are still a top defensive team in the league. I think Trevor Lawrence, even though they're playing in Jacksonville, it's not a mile high, but I think he's going to struggle. Pat Sertan is one of the best cornerbacks in the league. He's going to cover the wide receivers pretty heavy. And even though Christian Kirk is supposed to be their number one guy, he really has taken a backseat the past few weeks. So for me, sit Trevor Lawrence. He's going to probably be apt to throw a few interceptions. And then I agree with you. Aaron Rodgers, definitely a sit. I even told my friend, it's funny you brought that up. She asked if she should drop Aaron Rodgers. I said, you have to at this point. What is he doing for you? He's never been one of the top fantasy quarterbacks, at least in the past few years that I could remember. Yeah, He doesn't run. He's not really that mobile. And really, he's just been relying on Devontae Adams the past few seasons. He doesn't have Devontae Adams. He just looks lethargic out there. He looks like he doesn't care anymore. Not saying he doesn't, but Aaron Rodgers, I agree. He's a drop now. That's and then I, it's it's ridiculous. I, I can't believe it. I can't believe how bad the Green Bay Packers are, but I do think they will get it together. I think that it's going to take this weekend when they get totally embarrassed against the Bills. I think they will pull it together after that, but not this week. And then my final sit is Justin Fields. The only reason I'm putting Justin Fields on here is because some people are jumping on his bandwagon because he had a decent game against the Patriots. Don't fall into that trap. The Bears have to go up against Dallas. Dallas has probably the best defense in the NFC. They're probably right below Buffalo. If you saw a few weeks ago when the Cowboys just completely pressured Daniel Jones 
the entire game. He was hit on almost every play. Imagine what they're going to be able to do. They're just going to feast on Justin Fields. He has the worst offensive line in the league. Definitely said Justin Fields. He's not doing anything this game. Yeah, not going to lie. He looked kind of good in that last game. I was impressed. I said to I... people, don't take the bait. <laughs> I'm warning never... you now. If you, if anyone starts Justin Fields and then when you see that he had six sacks and three interceptions when we talk about this Monday morning, I don't want to hear it. <laughs> All right. Well, I, I think this is probably the last time we'll hear Ju- Justin Fields' name on the uh, the podcast, unless we're wrong. But well, I don't yeah, well, I'd rather be wrong in this situation than, than take a chance with Justin Fields and just be like, what was I thinking? Yeah, but, well, you know, I kind of felt that way last week when I started Matt Ryan, but I digress. Well, no one will ever start Matt Ryan again because Matt Ryan will never start a game in the NFL again. So no one has to worry about, about Matt Ryan and fantasy anymore. All right. I think it's running back time. Yep. All right. So, you know, kind of – a slept on trade was James Robinson going to the yeah, Jets, very, very right? Well. Yep. Etienne, I, I, he looks really good. He he is shifty. He is quick, but he's kind of big, right? He's not a, a tiny guy, but he he has the quickness of a tiny guy. I mean, there's a reason why him and only a few others, including Bryce Hall, got that 99th percentile yeah. athleticism score coming out of college. And now he's the guy in Jacksonville. I mean, he could be, for the rest of the season, like a, a top five running back. And, and that may not even be too much of a stretch because Jacksonville's offense is okay. I actually think Trevor Lawrence, he, he looks pretty good, right? He's throwing the ball with some gusto, which he, he wasn't doing last year. It's like his arm got stronger. I mean, he just adjusted to the NFL speed. He's getting the ball quicker, but I mean, Etienne's going to be catching passes. He's going to be running the ball. And they have shown that they can produce high yardage, right? James Robinson is a good back. And he was running wild for the first couple of weeks of this season. I think Etienne is a league winner at this point. Yeah, I agree with that. Etienne is one of my starts as well. Now that James Robinson is with the Jets, he's the clear-cut number one. I was very high on Etienne to start the year. I'm even higher on him now. I think that Jacksonville is going to rely on a lot on him because they are because Trevor Lawrence is prone to make mistakes. So definitely agree with you on that one. Yeah. So, you know, going over to Michael Carter, I actually think it's a good week to start him. Right. Yep. We saw last week with what happened with, with C-Mac. I don't think necessarily Jeff Wilson did any better. I think they both did a, about the same, maybe 40 yards of Keats. But, you know, Michael Carter knows the system like crazy. He kind of, up until recently, he was the, the back in New York. I think they ride him because the Jets are still alive, right? They're not really taken. They're not, you know, trading for James Robinson to just throw him in. You know, I, I guess that doesn't make sense. But but I think they roll with Michael Carter this week. I don't think James Robinson has had time to learn the playbook. I mean, they run the ball a lot. They throw the ball to their backs a lot. They utilize backs a lot. There's going to be a lot of plays going to the running back, you know, every week for the Jets, including this one. And I just think Michael Carter sees 75-plus percentage of snaps, right? You can't have a, a, a guy who just got traded understanding all of those blocking patterns, right? And, and you know, a lot of the running back receptions come from broken plays, right? They come from plays where the running back chips the the end and then stretches out five yards and, and gets three more. I think there's a lot of passes like that for Michael Carter this week. I think he'll run the ball too. So that's my second start. And then third is Jamal Williams on the Lions. Right. I don't know for sure what the deal with DeAndre Swift is. Um, if he's back, he may be limited a little bit. 
you know, I can check here. Yeah, I know he, I believe he practiced this week, but he also practiced last week and still didn't play. So his yeah. status is still up in the air. You know, even if he's back, I think he's, he's limited. And the Lions okay. really do trust Jamal Williams, right? Jamal Williams is a big time back. Uh, he's a hard runner. He doesn't fumble. I think they use him a lot against Miami. I think they'll run the ball a lot. I think he'll be in the mix. And I think he's pretty likely to get a touchdown, right? J- Jamal Williams gets a lot of touchdowns. That's uh, that's his job on the Lions, right? When the ball is in, in the five yard, you know, less than five yards to go in the goal line, he he's running the ball at least once. So he's my final start. Yeah, I, I like Jamal Williams as well. I agree with you that DeAndre Swift, even if he's back, I think that Dan Campbell would use him in limited situations. Jamal Williams, I think, will still get the majority of the snaps, so he's a definite play. And I agree with you and Michael Carter. Perfect comparison, C-Mac last week. I think there's going to be another week before James Robinson splits, either just splits time with him or takes over as the number one back. And we've seen the past few weeks that the Jets' success lies in their running game, not in Zach Wilson's arm. So Michael Carter is definitely going to get his share of carries. For my picks, I agree with you on Travis Etienne. We already talked about that. My other stardom is Joe Mixon this week. I know a few weeks ago a lot of people were on the fence about Mixon if you wanted to drop him. He has been performing pretty well as of late. They're going up against – the Cincinnati Bengals are going up against Cleveland on Monday night. Cleveland is terrible against the run. They've allowed the fourth most fantasy points to opposing running backs. I think Mixon is going to have a big game there. And then my final sit start, I should say, for running backs is Raheem Mozart. I know the Dolphins, they have a ton of running backs. Mozart has, has inserted himself as the leader, I believe, in that team. I think with Tua still coming back, he still looked rusty against the Steelers. I think they're going to try to take the pressure off them. They're playing the Lions, who we know the Lions' defense is terrible, especially against the run. The Lions allowed the third most points to opposing running backs in fantasy. I think that Mozart's going to get a lot of touches. They're going to alleviate the pressure off Tua. So Mozart is my last start that I suggest. What are your sit-ems, Jake? Okay. First off, you you saw Kadarius Tony got traded. I did. We got like a third rounder and a sixth rounder. I mean, for, I, I think that's a pretty good deal for him. But I actually think he could he could do work with the Chiefs. Uh, yeah, uh, he just, he has a lot of character issues. He's always injured. I mean, he's missed three-fourths of the game he's of the games he's been with us for the past two seasons so it's a shame I would have liked to see his potential but like I said he had a lot of character issues he had problems with the coaching regime they really want to start anew so he's still going to be a few weeks before he's back with the Chiefs so we'll see what happens yeah all right my sets start with Kareem Hunt right since he's got a great run defense I think Bryce Hall is basically saying why on earth would you give the ball to Kareem Hunt when I'm sitting right here? I mean, it's it's not really a fair comparison between the two. I know, I know Hunt catches some passes, but I don't think uh, Cleveland is going to use him a lot against Cincy. I think it's going to be a, you know, not an incredibly low-scoring game, but it's going to be the Nick Chubb show, right? You're, it's just, you know, Kareem Hunt's stock is lowering every single game this season. He actually started off pretty good, two touchdown performance, but has only scored – twice since then i don't think he gets a touchdown this week i don't think he gets a lot of touches so i think he's uh a sit for me yep agree with that next up is james robinson right i i explained that situation through the the michael carter start i don't think he's going to see a ton of touches this week then lastly is antonio gibson 
Um, he's playing Indy. I understand Indy's run defense is actually not that great, but he's not seeing the carries he was seeing early in the season. He's not going to see the receptions. He's splitting time with Robinson. McKissick is in the picture. They've got a new quarterback. Who knows if he's going to you know, be enticed to throw the ball to Gibson. Actually, Gibson caught a nice pass in the end zone last week, and I'm really surprised Gibson doesn't get more playing time. I actually think he's a great player but he's not getting used like one and, and you can't start him in fantasy if that's the case. Yep. I totally agree with all of them too. I, my sit-ins are Jeff Wilson jr. We talked about C-Mac is now the number one back there. I think Wilson takes a, a definite back C. I don't think he should be on any fantasy roster right now, I, or at least he should be on your bench. Definitely not start him this week. David Montgomery is my other sit for this week. The Bears, like I said, are going up against the Cowboys. The Cowboys just have a tremendous defense overall, and they're very good against the run. They've only allowed the second least amount of points to opposing running backs. So Montgomery is definite a sit for me. And then my final sit is tonight, all Baltimore running backs. You don't know who's going to get the ball. Right now, Gus Edwards is supposedly the number one back. He's questionable. It still hasn't been announced as of this recording whether he's definitely going to play or not. Even if he is, he'll probably split snaps Split snaps with Kenyon Drake. There's always Justice Hill then, too. I just think there's too many hands to feed until you know who's a definite number one starter. Sit all Baltimore running backs. What do you think about wide receivers, Jacob? Who are you starting this week? So my list starts with Chris Olave. Yep. Right. Uh, playing the Raiders. Raiders are not very good against the pass. Right. I understand he's got the backup quarterback throw into him, Andy Dalton. Um, I still think Olave puts up a good week, right? Dalton can throw the ball. Um, he likes Olave. He targeted him a bunch last week. Thomas is still questionable. Um, I think he's actually a pretty much a solid start from here on out based on what he's shown. Uh, he's kind of the rookie that's producing the most. Mm-hmm. Started slow, but has really picked it up. ton of targets recently. Uh 14 targets against Arizona, only completed seven of those passes, right? But, you know, if he has 14 targets again against a weaker defense or, you know, again, a weak defense, I mean, 10 targets is – or 10 receptions, that's that's a lot for Olave, especially given where you drafted him. So I think he's a solid start. Next up is Michael Pittman. Uh, I guess some people may be doubting Pittman with uh, Sam Ellinger, I believe his name right. is. Yep. You know, if they're replacing Matt Ryan with, with this kid, he's going to be better than Matt Ryan, or, or he's not going to be horrible. And and based on the looks and, and what he has shown so far, he's he's throwing the ball, right? He's not a running quarterback. Right. He's a pocket passer. I think you can start Keenan Allen, and you may – sorry, uh, Michael Pittman, and you may even you'll get better results with him. Um, as a backup, right, he may look to that number one wide receiver guy and say, hey, hey, make a play for me. I need you. Uh, that guy is Michael Pittman on the Colts. So I, I'm hoping for big things, right? I'm a Michael Pittman owner, but I'm, I'm also expecting big things uh, this week from him. Mm-hmm. Lastly, um, I got Devonta Smith, right? Uh, Smith and Brown, they've been kind of, you know, both of them have been doing pretty good, right? Smith in my league is 24th among all wide receivers. I think Brown is a, a little bit higher. But Smith is good, right? And Smith can, you know, basically have one play that changes the game. Right. I think Pittsburgh has a really weak defense. Um, they have a Eagles, lot of injuries to the secondary right now, so that's a definitely a good start. Yeah. You know, Devonta Smith, 
cool guy. He, he's really good. It's crazy. He won the Heisman as a wide receiver. Uh, he's actually, he's a fun player to watch. I like him a lot. So he's my, my final start for this week. Yeah, I agree with all of those guys as well. For my stardoms, I hate to say it, DJ Moore is a start this week. I'm kicking myself because I gave up on him after week six. I dropped him. Of course, I would drop him. And last week, he went off. He had nearly 20 fantasy points. I couldn't get him again this week. Someone had already picked him up off waivers. I think he has another big game this week. They're going up. The Carolina Panthers are going up against the Atlanta Falcons. The Falcons do not have a good pass defense. They actually allow the most points out of any team against to opposing fan opposing wide receivers in fantasy. I think DJ Moore does have a good game. He's the clear cut number one. He's not sharing any snaps with Robbie Anderson anymore. He seems to have good chemistry with PJ Walker. So DJ Moore is a start for me. I'm also going to start Chris Godwin tonight. I know he hasn't had a great few weeks, but they're going up against the Ravens defense. The Ravens have some injuries in their secondary. Marcus Peters is questionable tonight. So is Marlon Humphrey. It sounds like they will play, but I don't know if they will be 100%. So Chris Godwin, he compliments Mike Evans perfectly. I would start him. And then Tyler Lockett. I know they're going up against my Giants, and I hate advocating starting teams against my my NFL team. But DK Metcalf, it sounds like he won't play this weekend. That means Tyler Locker will be the number one receiver for Geno Smith. The Giants, we do have a banged up secondary. So Tyler Lockett is my start. Who are your sit Jacob? Yeah, I, I, I like all of those starts yeah. for you. I'm sorry you dropped DJ Moore. Yeah, well. Uh, that's tough. It's tough when you drop someone. I dropped Curtis Samuel recently, and I kind of regret it, to be honest. Um I see uh, uh now he has a good quarterback throwing to him. Yeah, well he's got a non uh he's got a quarterback for the, the yeah, first time this year. He's got someone who, who's willing to throw the ball more than ten yards. Um but my sits, they actually start with Curtis Samuel. Um I think I think we both agree on that. I think he started off too hot. You know, he he's not the number one guy in that offense and he won't. And to be honest, he's kind of the number three guy when Jahan Dotson is back. Right. Yeah. I mean, Curtis Samuel was doing good because the you know first of all garbage time, and second of all he was catching four yard passes. You know, he may have been catching ten of them a game, but he was basically being used as a third and long guy to just absorb hits and and you know get better punting distance or, or punting position. He's not a game changer in terms of okay, the, the commanders need to win a game. They're going to Curtis Samuel. No, they're going to scary – sorry, they're going to scary Terry. Yeah. And, and we know that now. Um, so I would sit Curtis Samuel. Next up is Cortland Sutton. Um, kind of a, a big name to put in the sit column. But without – you know, the, the, the quarterback for Denver, he didn't do very good last week, right? He had the opportunity right. to drive down the field and win the game at the end, and he just didn't do it. Cortland Sutton didn't do much at all, um, right? It looks like he had three catches for 23 yards, and that's two down weeks in a row. Maybe Jerry Judy's stepping up. Regardless, I still still think Sutton is the number one in this offense, but I just don't think he's putting up a good week this week. Jacksonville is at least okay against passers, and you know the, the passer for Denver is not a good one, so I think those two combined make him a sit. 
And then lastly is Robert Woods. You know, I read an interesting stat that said, you know, I love Robert Woods. He was a, a, a huge guy in LA and I think we'd be better off with him than uh, Alan Robinson right now. But Robert Woods ran 25 routes last week, right? That's not a lot of routes. Right. That's that's a tiny amount of routes. And I may actually be missaying saying that it may be 15. Let me see if I can see it real quick. But regardless, they're not using them like, like they should they should do. Oh no, sorry. He ran just 19 routes last week. Wow. Yeah. I mean, no, that's a good point. Me? That's a good point. And, and let's not forget Ryan Tannehill is questionable. He got hurt at the end of last week's game. All signs right now are pointing to that. He won't play and Malik Willis will play. If Malik Willis is the starting quarterback, then definitely not only sit Robert Woods, but I would sit all t- Tennessee. <laughs> You know, that that would be awesome. I like Malik Willis. I want him to do well. He is a tank. He's like Zion playing football. Yeah, but it still is, you know, it, it's a big risk with him, his first start. He didn't do well when he came in for garbage time against the Bills. I know that's the Bills, and they're playing the Texans this week, but the Texans do have a good secondary. So I agree, definitely Robert Woods to sit. For me, I agree with you, Curtis Samuel. You laid out all the reasons why. I will just add that Indianapolis gives up the least amount of fantasy points to Washington to just receivers in general. I think that Curtis Samuel being the number two guy is just going to see a lot less targets than Terry McLaurin. So he's a sit for me. I mentioned before, I don't like any Jacksonville wide receivers this week going up against Denver's defense. You have to oppose Pat Sertan, the rest of Denver's just stout defense. They're very good shut down even though they lost to the jets last week 16 to 9 they still only held them to 16 points after the jets were scoring like crazy in the previous weeks so all jacksonville wide receivers are so for me and then isaiah mckenzie i think he's just the odd one left out of the bills he's gonna ball out from time to time but he's not one to trust this week he had a terrible game two weeks ago against the chiefs and i i know for a fact he did because i started him he had i believe three or four drops in the first half alone including a touchdown he dropped a few more in the second half josh allen just didn't trust him anymore and stopped targeting him i think this is stefan diggs and gabe davis's team so isaiah mckenzie for me is a sit as well yeah gabe Gabe davis is in a good position this year he well, is. you told everyone to sit him. A I know I did. I know I did. No, I know. But <laughs> okay, I'm realizing listen. it now. You know, I thought it was a more, you know, I thought Dawson Knox would be more involved. I thought, you know, it's kind of 1A and 1B right now between right. Stephon Diggs and Gabe Davis. And I'm going to guess that's a schematic thing. I think they realized people were double covering Stephon. And, and every time Gabe Davis is in single coverage, they can just throw it deep to him. And he's like four for four for the season on deep passes. Um, I think uh, he's kind of one of the another league winner that wasn't drafted very high, but is yeah. Is Gabe Davis high. actually, Gabe Davis ranks fifteenth overall among fantasy wide receivers, and Gabe Davis, don't forget, he missed a few games with injury. He's only played five games. All the other one through fourteen above him have played six or seven games. So Gabe Davis is probably a top five wide receiver in fantasy this year. It's crazy. It's crazy. Bills are gonna have two top five guys. Yeah, well, maybe wonder, not top five. Maybe he's top ten. But I, I wonder I, who the I wonder who the QB one is gonna be then. We'll see. We'll see. But let's move on to tight ends. So I'll go first on this one. So and I see you agree with me here too for tight ends. Taysom Hill is a star for me. We mentioned how Andy Dalton probably will be starting at quarterback. Andy Dalton also threw three 
three pick no three interceptions last week two pick sixes within two minutes and he threw an interception in the end zone i think that whether it's andy dalton and if he struggles even if james winston comes in i think they're going to run a lot of that wildcat with Taysom hill it was great for them a few weeks ago when they had a win. I think they're going to go back to it. Taysom Hill did get a touchdown last week. I think he's going to be more involved this week as well. My second tight end to start is Noah Fant. I mentioned how the Seahawks will be missing DK Metcalf. I expect Geno Smith to target Fant a lot more than he has recently. The Giants, one of our weaknesses, because we don't have a great linebacking core, is against tight ends. We give up a lot of points to fantasy tight ends. So I will say start the Giant start Noah Fant against the Giants this week. And then my final tight end to start is Dalton Schultz. He came back last week. Why? Because Dak Prescott is back. Schultz and Prescott have amazing chemistry. He's going to get targeted a lot. Start Dalton Schultz this week. What are your starts, Jacob? Yeah, I mean, now that Dak's back, Dalton Schultz is like an, a, a lock tight end. He's like tight end three right now in terms of, of he's he's kind of like Zach Ertz, right? He's going to see a ton of targets. Mm-hmm. He's going to see high-value targets. He's on a great offense. He is the tight end. Don Schultz kind of he, – he hasn't done anything this season, but he just put up five catches, 40 yards. That's a solid tight end performance. I think he's he's definitely – you know, he's my start. Um, I mentioned Tyler Higby is also a start, right? Don't get taken aback by the fact that he's playing San Francisco. He has his best games when Stafford does not have time to look down the field. Right. He has a good receiver. He has great body control. He catches the ball. Stafford loves him. He will pop off yet again this week. I don't care if the, the Rams can score zero points and, and Higby will still pop off. Right. He is guaranteed yeah. to catch short passes against San Francisco. That's just how they he operate. Definitely gets the volume. I agree there. Um, I think Hill is a start. My last guy I'll throw in there is Robert Tunyon. And I know you disagree about this one, but Aaron Rodgers has got to figure out something with somebody. And Tunyon is a guy who he, you know, has had success with in the past. Past he may just, you know, target Tunyon, right? Tunyon could see should start seeing ten targets a game now because other players just aren't working for Rodgers. Uh, something's got to give, and, and Tunyon has a lot of ability. He's a tight end, which is a, a value position, especially on an offense that isn't, you know, creating huge plays. Right? If they're moving the ball slowly, the tight ends are going to be involved. So I would I would start Tanyan. I think Tanyan's a good pick for the rest of the season. Yeah, I'll disagree with you there. It just I I felt like I've been giving Tanyan so much credit the last few weeks, and he still hasn't done anything. And he's dropped. He's been dropped in a lot of leagues. I think until he does something, you still sit him. I mentioned they're going against the Bills. The Bills are just a good defense. I think they're going to totally shut down Green Bay. If I'm you, if I'm if I have any Green Bay receivers, I'm sitting them. I have Alan Lazara on my team. He's getting benched this week. If you have Romeo Dobbs, I would say bench him. I just don't trust any of Green Bay's receivers against that Bills secondary. But my other sit him, I have Mike Kosicki. Now that Tua's back, him and Tua just don't seem to have chemistry with each other. Mike McDaniel, the Dolphins head coach, he prefers his tight ends to be more blocking tight ends. So his volume is definitely going to dis- decrease. And another guy that's a sit for me, which everyone's been building him up, and I just don't see the appeal, is is Greg Dolchich of the Denver Broncos. The Broncos, I just, again, I, I like how you're sitting court in the sun. It looks like Russell Wilson, I'm just reading, will start this week. I don't know if he's 100%, but they're playing in London. I don't like any receivers on Denver, whether it's wide receivers, tight ends. I think if you have a, 
a Denver receiver, they should be on your bench until they prove that they could at least even score a touchdown in the game. What about yeah. you, Jacob? Yeah. So my sits for, for the tight end position, uh, Dawson Knox, right? Green Bay's got a good defense, but Dawson but Knox just isn't involved like he was right. last year. Uh, I'm sitting font, but I guess I did not know that Metcalf was out. I think that adds a lot of value. You know, Font was was so good in, in Denver, Denver. And, yeah. and hasn't really shown it in Seattle. He hasn't been yet get, getting the trust. Seattle also they have other tight end options, right? They 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 have other yeah. people who yeah. they throw the ball to. Yeah. So I don't know. I I want Font to succeed. I I like him for some reason, but he's not on my start list. He's actually on my sit list for this week. And then lastly is Hunter Henry. You know that the Pats now have a quarterback controversy. If I'm them, I don't even know. I I, I guess. I was on the Bailey Zappi train. I actually took the Bears in that game. Too much of a wimp to take the straight up. I took the point spread and it hit. But, uh, yeah, I don't think Hunter Henry's doing much. Good talent, but I don't think he, that offense is set up for him to succeed. Yeah, I agree with that. I'm kind of, I and It sucks because I know that Bill Belichick usually loves utilizing his tight ends. He hasn't. It looks like Mac Jones will get the start this week against the Jets. I think that even if he does, I think they're going to look to the running game a lot between Damian Harris and Ramadre Stevenson. Well, Harris, I think I believe is still out, but the the Patriots will definitely run the ball more. So definitely agree with yours. All right, let's round out the episode with the stardom sitems with the defense for the starts for me for defense. Dallas is the obvious choice. I mentioned the going against the Bears. The Bears have a terrible offensive line. I think Micah Parsons is going to rack up the sacks. They also just acquired Robert Quinn, the defensive the defensive lineman. He's going to be a big boost to their to their pass rush as well. I will actually start New England this week. They're going up against the Jets. I mentioned how the Jets bread and butter, Brees Hall is now out. They're going to have to rely on Zach Wilson to throw a lot more. That means a lot more interceptions. Zach Wilson isn't really that good. I think that give New England another chance. I know you might be like me. I started New England against the Bears. I got all of four points, but they should do much better against the Jets this week. And then finally, my start is my New York Giants, actually. The Giants do a very good job of forcing turnovers. You saw them force Travis Etienne to fumble at the goal line last week. The prior week, they got a strip sack from Lamar Jackson along with along with an interception. I think this week going against Geno Smith, they're going to have to force him to throw more, especially since he doesn't have DK Metcalf. I think that they will do a good job of forcing turnovers with Geno. So that is my start for my defenses. How about you, Jacob? Yeah, so I got that duo, Jacksonville, Denver. I think both defenses are startable in that game. Yep, agree. You know, Denver is obvious. Jacksonville is because Denver's got a backup QB. Maybe, you know, you said Wilson's probably playing. Regardless, they're not putting up a lot of points. Uh, they haven't done so all year. I know we expect them to, but Russell Wilson can do as Russell Wilson can do as many high knees in his plane aisles as he wants to. <laughs> he doesn't have his team's trust right now. It looks like uh, he, it's a weird situation. I bet it's weird in Denver. Um, Baltimore is next. Uh, it is a risky pick. I know that. Um, but Tom Brady put up three points against the worst defense in the league last week. Does he try to start forcing balls and Baltimore gets a pick six? I think it's possible, right? I think it's more possible than past weeks because there's pressure on Brady, right? I mean, they put up three points against the Carolina Panthers last week. He's going to be making throws, right? He's going to be throwing the ball, and he could really throw an interception this game, maybe two. 
it could be a blowout, a high, you know, not a blowout, but a high-scoring game. You know, it's Tom Brady versus uh, Lamar Jackson. That's what you would have expected in the past. But based on the last two weeks from Tampa, I mean, <laughs> their offense sucks right now. Yep. Yeah, I, I, I'm going to disagree with you at there. I think Baltimore is actually – they're one of my sit this week. I know it seems like when everyone counts Tom Brady out, he just goes off. There's a reason why the Bucks are favored tonight. They, were fa- they weren't favored earlier in the week, but sharp money has moved them to being favored now. I actually think that the Bucs have a very good game. I mentioned how the Baltimore secondary is a little banged up between Marcus Peters, Marlon Humphrey. I think that – I think that Tom Brady is going to exploit that. So Baltimore's defense is a sit for me. I'm also starting Green Bay's defense. They have no business being started against Buffalo's offense. Sit them. Don't even look twice. And the Rams I'm sitting. I mentioned how the Niners earlier in the episode, they just have owned the Rams as of late. I think they're going to put up some big numbers on the Rams defense. They're going to run the ball constantly. They're going to wear out Aaron Donald and the rest of the front seven. So the Rams are my other sit defense for the week. How about you, Jacob? Well, well, that hurts a little bit, but uh, I agree on Green Bay. Lastly, I got New Orleans versus the Raiders, and then I got Arizona, right? Uh, I think both of those defenses are sit Minnesota is going to put up points against Arizona and New Orleans. New Orleans has a reasonable defense because they force turnovers. Uh, I think they'll get get some points put up on them this week. Yeah, Devontae Adams should have a good big game against New Orleans, especially if Marshawn Lattimore is out. We just saw Arizona put up 40-something points against them last Thursday night, so definitely agree with that. But we are out of time, and I thank everyone for joining. But we, Jacob and I will be back next week to cover Week 9. Hope all of our suggestions, either you take heed or you not listen to us. And if you don't listen to us, I hope it works out. But before we sign off, Jacob, any last thoughts or advice? Good luck. Enjoy football tonight. Enjoy football this weekend. We'll be back next Thursday with another banger. All right, everyone. Take care.